Can you all turn that light on in? There it is. Thank you. I know this needs like that. Praise the Lord, Agape. Hallelujah. How are you all doing? Blessed. You're blessed. What about when you're going through something? You still blessed? Well, you're not just saying that, are you? All right. So you blessed. So when we bless, do we murmur and complain? No. Father, forgive them for they know what they just said. <laughs> We, we, have, we have to get to that point where we, we learn to overcome circumstances. One of the difficult things that we learn is how to overcome circumstances. Things that we are confronted, we don't have to confront nothing or nobody. Things come to us, is that right? Yes, Alright, I want to talk to us, um, I just left a project and came right in here, so I'm really trying to gather my thoughts and everything, but I think um, we're going to talk from Psalms 37 and verse 1. Now, if I fall Fall asleep. Just someone come up in and just wake me up, shake me or something. Um, I don't know. I'm just so sleepy as a shame. Just Nettie, I, I just came in. I was outside looking at something. Thank you. I'll take care of you before you leave. All right? Yes, sir. Gotcha. Or just go see Sister Hope. All right? But I just want to make sure everything is all right. Would you read verse... One. Now stop. Verse one. You know, sometimes we read the word of God, and because we don't particularly recognize or identify what the writer is writing or what the writer is saying but for those people in that time and in that day something was going on would, would you agree and so the writer is saying to somebody not to fret thyself because of, in that day, they had what? Evil doers. Evil doers are not new. They're still doing evil. They're still doing things against God and against us. And, um, being a pastor is not, really not easy at all. You know, I hear other people, you know, they want to be a pastor. I never asked to be a pastor. Never prayed about being a pastor. Never. Ever. And, and then when God began to deal with me, I thought, no, that's, that's probably me, which I knew it wasn't me. But I'm, this is one job I didn't want. Um, 
be, because of all the problems and the struggles and people don't seem to understand when you're going through something, they hold that against you, but when they're going through something, show me sympathy. You know, it's all right when they're going something, going through something, but when you go through something, you, you have to be on the up and up all the time. It is a mindset, and all of us go through it. The scripture says, there's a general covering, they that live with godly will um, suffer. Thank you. All you got to do is just live godly, and you're going to automatically suffer persecution. So the only way I can stop suffering persecution is what? Stop living godly. What's wrong with that? Stop living godly. Is that all right, sister? She said no and laughed. So those of us have made up in our minds, we're going to live godly, we'll then get ready for what? Suffering, Suffering or persecution. So he tells us in verse 1, fret not, Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Anytime you are walking with God, there are going to be evildoers. Now tell me some of the places where evildoers are. So that way we can avoid the evildoers. Is that right? If we know where they are, we could avoid them. Is that right? Sister Davis is saying, it's like, no, we can't avoid the evildoers. So where are the evildoers? How, how do we look out for the evildoers? Where, where can you find them? Everywhere. So, they everywhere. So we're dealing with the evildoers and it's not always evil. It's not always easy dealing with evildoers. Is that right? Because the evildoers will cause you to want to take matters into your hands and it's something about our human nature that we basically would take up for ourselves and we'll at least say something. Um, which, which is a natural attribute, but when we get into the spiritual side, uh, that's one of the first things we have to learn is to hold your peace. In other words, another word for holding your peace, um, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to say that. It, 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 it's so offensive. Why is it so offensive? Hey, shut up. You don't tell me to shut up. You, you need to. In some situations, you need to shut up. And the, the Bible is very kind. The Bible says, hold your peace. Most of the time, we want to say things, and then someone retaliates, and, and you, you lose all your grill. I'm serious. But to walk with God, what society is sending a message to those that are walking with God, basically, we don't want God and we don't want those of God. And, and there are times you have to overcome you. You know, it's not, I, I think our problem is we want to prove I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of you. And this, but we need to learn how to just what? Shut up. As they say today, shut mouth grace. Just ask the Lord to, Lord help me to hold my peace. The Bible said he opened out his mouth. And our Lord and Savior, who we say we serve, 
He's our perfect example, but it's not easy to hold our peace. Is that right, Sister Nettie? Yes, sir. I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying, is that right or wrong? Is that right, Sister Bars? Why is it about us that, that it's hard for us to hold our peace? Praise Lord, Sister Deborah, good seeing you. Praise the Lord. Why is it difficult for us to hold our peace? Yes, sir. Let everybody needs to hear you. There you go. Sometimes it's difficult for me to hold my peace for two reasons. First is my pride. I don't like being told what to do. And the second, when I know I'm in the right and the other person's in the wrong. And I'm trying to make a point. <laughs> I'm just being honest. But, you know, thanks be to God, sometimes I have that shut mouth grace and I just shake my head and keep moving. Now that thanks be to God. <laughs> now he ran his mouth and everything else, but now thanks be to God. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Amen. But that, that's, that's a true statement. It, it's hard for us, especially when you know you're right. And then people will say things, and it's, you know, we need to learn how to just be quiet. I think one of the most difficult things for us to do is to what? Be quiet. Be quiet. Why is it so hard to be quiet? We'll go to verse two. <laughs> I, 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 I've ever experienced that. From, from this, from, from, from my point, everybody just. <laughs> because most of the time, we do not what? Be quiet. The Bible tells you to hold your peace and let, is that a song or? That's a song. Hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle. Why is it so difficult for us to do that? Sister Nettie? You know, Bishop, uh, before salvation, I took care of myself. And I didn't have no problems with taking care of myself. And so, coming over here, I had to relearn some things. And I, I, I'm still learning. Oh, we, we know that. <laughs> you see, you talking to the pastor. You're still learning, right? Yes, sir. Right, thank you for your honesty. I think we all are learning. It's, it's not, we know how to take up for ourselves. Even if we're not fighters, we're talkers. We know our mouths will get us in trouble. And somebody says, shut up, and you know, you keep on hitting your mouth. He's like, shut up. Just shut up. Jesus teaches us how he said he held his uh, peace. And you know, he didn't have to shut his mouth. He's the God of the universe. He could have destroyed everything to prove what, but, but, but the thing is, we don't seem to get it. This is a different life altogether. We try to prove things to people that don't even care. You think Satan cares? No, if you want to prove something, prove something to God. It's, it's not easy when you know you're right and you have to hold your peace like you're wrong. And especially, <laughs> especially when the other wrong person, they know that they're wrong, and they think that they have an advantage over you. You have to allow the Lord to help you. But that's, this is what we do with Psalm 37. This is just one, one of the passages of Scripture in the Bible 
uh, fret not uh, thyself uh, because of evil doers. Uh, so what does fret mean? Yes. To worry. To worry? All right. Anybody else? It's just a Deborah? Don't get annoyed. Don't get annoyed. I, I, I don't know if that's a good, we, we just run this little brother around all the time. I, listen, you all just gonna have to speak up, all right? You might just pull your mask down, say what you need to say, and put it back up, amen? Because he's doing such a tremendous job, but we don't want to wear him out. Is that right? Amen. Yes, sir. Uh, also, I think, I think Fred, uh, uh, when you fret, you tend to get nervous. Put him back here in the back. Would you put up the definition of fret? Thank you. Sir, go ahead. When you when you worry, you tend to get nervous about something. You get edgy. People with the Holy Ghost get edgy. <laughs> oh, I knew that. Oh, you should have heard. See, you don't hear from me. Because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. So we need a sister. You, you got a sister, Antoinette? Um, no, but I have a translation. Well, give me the translation. Don't get upset over evildoers. Don't be jealous of those who do wrong. So he tell us not to be like that. So really, that's really not a problem for us, right? I see him on cheap Bible class all by myself. And, until we run into a problem uh, at work, uh, where do we usually have problems? Work, school, I think about school, where else? Huh? You said at home? All right. Church. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's true. Yeah, that's true. Because everybody in church is not saved. Not, not even trying to be saved. Some of your biggest problems can be right here at church. Verse 2, for they shall soon, whatever they are doing, it's going to cause them to be cut off. Verse 2, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass. And what? So they, 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 they're going to be destroyed or cut off because they're not walking as they should walk. And they are causing a problem among the good people, the people of God. So there are consequences, and people don't realize that when you're causing those problems. You know, some people act like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. We, all, we always know what we're doing. Do we realize what we're doing wrong? Yes. One, two, three. 
But that's better. I was getting ready to say, Lord, this church is in trouble then. We know when we are wrong, and there are times we know I shouldn't have said that. I think one of the most difficult things for us to do is when the Holy Ghost tells us, you shouldn't have said that. You go back and apologize to that person. That's one of the most difficult things for us to do is go back and say, I'm sorry, or I apologize to you for saying such and such and such and such and such. But as long as you're right with God, that's all that matters. Amen? Ooh, y'all quiet tonight. I don't know what it is. All this good teaching. Then once you do that, you're clear to do what? Stop right there. Woo! Notice how, how it is positioned. Now, now once you stop causing trouble, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Alright? Then it says, trust in the Lord. He tells us not to fret because there's always going to be somebody there that's going to be in opposition to you. As a pastor, how many people have come to me there's a problem in church with somebody? Everybody's claiming the Holy Ghost, Spirit of Peace, but there's no peace among those that are squabbling. And then they come in and talk, and there's always this, but no wonder this, the Bible speaks about Israel. How does the Bible refer to Israel as the Children of children of Israel, the children. At least I thought I read this somewhere. The children of Israel. They refer to they are referred to as children. Children are not adults. Children a lot of times don't have the, the they not the spirit is not matured. You know, Israel was not matured in a lot of things. They did a lot of things. And, and God's been very, very patient. Like he's patient with us. Thank God for his patience with us. So the Bible tells us, trust in the Lord and do good. Now, sister boys, I heard you say good before everybody. You said, and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Can I trust in the Lord and do bad or do wrong? That's all right. I'm just going to talk to the air conditioner because basically that's all I hear. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's getting kind of tight though, isn't it? You know, by this time y'all be up shouting and speaking in tongues. But no, you know, we're not, no tongue talkers right now. But if I'm actually trusting in the Lord, trusting God caused me to do good. Usually we do wrong because we don't trust God. We don't believe God. So he tells us, trust in the Lord. Translation, who has translation? What's, when he says trust in the Lord, what does it say? It's the same thing. It says the same thing? So there's no translation for that? Not, not in my Bible. Not in your Bible. That's verse, what, three? I don't think I might, I don't Sister have that either. Huh? Sister Boys, what does it say? Get assurance, I'm sorry. Get assurance with God and do a good deed. Settle down and stick to your last. And stick what? 
Stick to your last. I'm sorry. L-A-S-T? L-A-S-T. Settlement. All right, there's more. Okay. Um, he tells us to do that. Sometimes it's not easy to do that. Why is it so difficult for us to take things off of people? Why can't we just do this with the scripture says? we want to be the one that is right in any situation we want to be the one that says that's the way it is you know all right somebody else had the hand up over sister judy raise your hand so you can see you we don't like to wait on god sometimes we feel like he's taking his time and we want something done now so we take matters into our own hands and that causes a problem. What did you say about he takes his time? We feel like he's taking too long to come and help us. So we, we take matters into our own hands and we end up messing things up sometimes. So sometimes, right. Uh, God doesn't deal with time. We do. God is timeless. We deal with time. God doesn't. That's why we feel like we're running out of time. Lord, you need to do this. I totally agree with you. But that's, that's how you know, we see God. Uh, God doesn't get excited about anything because God already knows what he's going to do about the whole situation. We don't know what God's going to do. That's why we panic and Lord, hurry up and Lord, make haste. Even in the scriptures, make haste. Hurry up. Because we feel like, well, Lord, if you don't hurry up and do something, what's going to happen? Huh? What's too late? Why do we want the Lord to hurry up? Yes. We might mess up. Most of the time we will mess up. Because we will take matters into our hands. If the Lord don't come by in the proper time, we're going to just say, well, I, Lord, I got this. I don't need you now. There, there's not a time we don't need God. We need God in every situation. I, I, think, I think it's difficult for us to understand that God rules over us. God has patience with us. Thank God he doesn't cut us off when we're wrong. But every time, you know when you're wrong. Is that right? Yes. Have you ever been wrong since you received the Holy Ghost? Yes. Aren't you glad that God showed you mercy? Yes. Just, just, you know, I, don't, I don't get it. And then we knew we would, it just slipped up. Oh, that's right. I messed up. You knew you were messing up before. You just yielded to you. One thing about flesh, Flesh will take up for itself. And God is so kind and merciful. 
and faithful to us until we get it together. And um, we need to get it together. You need to bring yourself under control uh, before, you know, patience run out on you from God. So, so he tells us, trust in the Lord and do good. Do you realize it's a good thing to trust in the Lord? It is. It really is. Don't you feel better when you know you're trusting in the Lord? You may not always get what you want, but I'm trusting in God. I'm believing God. I have confidence God's going to help me. First, now we say this all the time, but I'm going to ask this class and be honest. You see, God never fails, right? Are you still saying that? Maybe we need to write that down. You mean to tell me there is no time that God fails us? Then why is it so hard for us to trust someone that doesn't fail us? Yes, sir. Well, going back to your question about God never fails, just me talking, he has failed to do what I asked him to do in certain situations, but he's always produced a wonderful outcome. He has failed because what now? I said he failed to do what I asked him to do in certain situations. I asked him specifically for something, he failed to do that, but he's always made the outcome just better than what I've ever So he didn't fail then. If, if exactly. he came out better. Right. But he just, like I said, what I wanted him to do, like word for word and everything like that, he didn't do that. Oh, I got it. You wanted God to follow you. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. I mean, we just get down with the meets the road. Is that right? How many want God to follow them, whatever they say in there? Let me see your hands. Exactly. Hands was. You should have seen it. Somebody had to hand up over here. We don't always understand God. God understands everything and everybody in every situation at all times. You can go to bed and everything was wrong and, and wrecked. And while you're somewhere asleep, and it was because of God, God called you to go to sleep. By the time you wake up, in some cases, it's fixed, it's over, it's done with. We need to learn how to trust Ayamasha, trust in the Lord. Trust in, ooh, that's a thought. Trust in the Lord. So there are times when, when things don't work out the way I want them to work out, I'm not trusting in the Lord. I'm not believing God. I don't believe God's going to help me. I'm going through this, I'm going through that, and, and God sees it. Now, which one of us would not help our child if they was in danger? You would do anything. I've, I've heard of people losing their lives for their children. Mothers have run back into the house to help the children, you know, if it's a fire or something. So if, 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 a, if a human being knows how to do that, what, is, what about God? See, we don't have enough faith and confidence in God to believe God's going to get me out of this situation. Lord, I know you're going to help me. Lord, deliver me. Lord, restore me. Who had that? I don't know. Somebody had their hand up. Who? Yes, yes, ma'am. 
I was just going to say, um, when I was, I was self to reign, when I was spiritually immature, I wanted God to do things my way when I was spiritually immature. But experience has taught me, and it has taught me to mature, and now I can say, Lord, I would like this to be done, but nevertheless, thy will be done. Now I can say that, but at first, I, I couldn't say that. I wanted this done, I wanted this time, I wanted God to do it my way, but I had to learn, you know, through maturity and experience, that God's way is the best way, so now I can say that. So you wanted God to follow you? When I was spiritually immature. There you go, instead of you following God. Right. Yes, sir. All right, uh, that's, that's good, good answer. You know, and then people get upset with you because they don't go their way, what they want. No, God, God is God. Yeah. Do you think God makes mistakes? God doesn't make mistakes. God does what he wants to do. And if he wanted to, he could wipe everything out and just start all over. You know how he does it? He just speaks these into existence. Read your Bible. He just uses word to build. Let that be. Boom, there it is. You don't have to wait and well, we need to go order this and order that. Go did it. No, no, he's God. He's God. He controls everything. All the dirt and the trees and everything, all the wood, the lumber, and all that God does. Everything, the water, everything, the sky, the elements. He does anything. He just speaks it into existence. He's accessible. I mean, that's enough to make you feel good. You know what? I know God. They're talking about myself. I said, God's going to do this for me. But it's got to be in his will. Now don't do something real ignorant. God's going to know he will not. No, he will not. And then you get excited about knowing God's going to do this because it's in his will. Too, too many times we don't love God enough for God to do the thing. Then we want to blame God. We blame everybody except us. A lot of times, you know, it's us. We, we're selfish people. I don't know why. Why is it that we hate to be wrong? You are undecisive, so I'm not even calling you one of you. Uh-uh, no. It'll be right. Sorry, it took too long. I don't know what you are going to say, but no. It took. No, I'm just silly, just raise your hand. How many know and understand? Listen to what I'm saying. I'm going to get further down in the scripture. How many of you know beyond a shadow of a doubt God cannot fail you? Hey! Seriously? Yeah, seriously? Did y'all hear what I said? Yes. How many actually know beyond a shadow of doubt God cannot and will not fail us? Do you know that? Let me see the hands. So how do you believe that God can fail you or will fail you? So why is it so hard for us to trust God? Sister Brianna? I think like Harrison said, sometimes God doesn't come in the way that we want him to come. And so we can get frustrated because he's not answering our prayers according to how we want them answered. And so it can be hard to trust him, you know. We know his will is best or we should know. But just honestly, when things don't, our prayers aren't answered exactly how we want them to be, it can be hard to trust him in those moments.
Oh, Lord, we are some wonderful people. God's a very, very, very patient God. So there are times, I know what you meant, but we actually want to control God instead of God controlling us. Like Sister Shaw said, if we're, not, if we're not spiritually mature, then we can feel that way. But that's why we have to lock into not my will, but thy will be done. That's why we have to pray that every day because we think we know what's best. You know, we think our ways are what's best. And so we have to, we have to. We have Do we to, actually believe that? We believe that our ways are best? That I think that's why he tells us my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts because we can think that, you know, in our flesh. Oh, mine is blessed to have you good. I mean, he said, because he hears that. I, I probably at home, now, oh, mine, the scripture says. Sister Michelle? I know that I have taken certain scriptures and run with them. So if it says, you know, whatever you ask in my name, and if you bind it on her earth, I'll bind it in heaven, and I have bound all sorts of stuff, and I've asked all sorts of things, and they did not come to pass at all. You know, so again, going back to Harrison's point, it's, it's recognizing things that I thought were reasonable, things that I thought would be in God's will, and it just did not happen. Your thoughts are not my thoughts, yeah, yeah. and your ways are not my way. Carry on, go ahead and finish. Ooh, that, you, you left that, I had to do that. It's just taking me so long to figure out that even my best thoughts are nothing like his if, 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 if we are honest, all of us can say the same thing you just said, I concur. You're right. You, you, you learn that God doesn't make mistakes, and we also learn something very important. We don't want to make mistakes. But I think even my most, my most well-meaning thoughts, I still have asked amiss, and I didn't realize it was amiss because I didn't leave allowance for it. Now, wait a minute. What, what's amiss mean? I've realized, at least for me, I've realized that amiss means I didn't leave any room for his will. You know, it, this, this certain outcome makes sense to me, so I didn't, and I didn't leave any will for nevertheless, any room for nevertheless. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all that ways acknowledge him, he shall direct our path. I'm not just saying that, but, you, but so many times when we say things, then there's another scripture to counteract what we say. And you're right. Yes, ma'am. I was thinking a lot of times when I pray, I say, Lord, help my thoughts to be your thoughts, hey, my hey, ways hey. to be your ways, because I know how I can think. But just like Shauna said, it's like through spiritual maturity and the things that you go through, you learn that no matter what. And when I pray, I say, God, you know, I know what I want, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will. And you really have to mean that when you say it. And when you go through things, you realize, as Harrison said, that God, you do know best. And whatever that outcome is, it is best for me. It is best for the situation. And I have gone through enough that I know that if it doesn't happen the way I thought my little mind thought it should go, that God's way is ultimately the best way and it's going to be the best outcome every time. That is true. Amen. That's right. That's true. Amen. Your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. And, and yet over and over, sometimes the scripture can seem to be very redundant over and over, but it, it takes it for us. We don't seem to get it. How many times, how many times does it take 
for us to get it. <clears throat> but when we have it, it makes it all the better, better. You know, you sleep better and everything else. You just, you know, you see God move. Don't you know God want to move? Not a one of us. Most of us, I'm looking around, I don't want to. But most of us have children. And if you don't have any children, you want children. And you want your children to learn. It would concern you if the child is incapable of learning. God wants us to learn. And you know how many believe God wants us to learn? Next question. What do you think God wants us to learn? Stop, stop. You know what I hear? I don't know what you're saying. So you somebody have to raise their hand and say, sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so, and everybody just say so I can hear what you're saying. What do you think God wants us to learn? Brother Rodney? In my personal life, the stuff with life, everybody has their own stories, but when something comes up against you and then you, you look back and you say, man, and the Lord says, now hold on, did I not do that for you before? I look back at his track record. Every time I'm faced with something and I'm facing something danger every day, and I look back and he says, hold on, did I not take care of you? And he just starts to line up all the things he's done in the past and he said, how come you wouldn't not trust me this time? Then I feel bad. Like, I'm sorry, Lord. I should have. Why am I even doubting you? So in the situations, I'm learning. I'm just I'm loving it because he's, it, I can rest in trusting God because I now I'll do all I can do as a man. And then I'm like, Lord, now I don't know what else to do. I'm leading up to you. I trust you that you're going to make this work. However you do it, I believe you're going to do it. And he always, every single time, every single time. He has not never failed. He always makes a way. He do what he do. I was laying in that bed and I was sitting there. I said, Lord, I need you to heal my body. And I was sitting there in, in discomfort and pain. And I'm like, Lord, I need you to heal. I'm praying. I'm doing everything I can do. Well, he didn't do it right then. But I still trust. I said, Lord, I know. I even recorded myself on my phone. I said, Lord, I'm praising you right now because I know you're going to deliver me. I know you're going to heal me. And he did. Now, it took a week or two, but he did it. But so I never stopped trusting him. You know what I'm saying? So you... In spite of what you're facing, if you can just lean and rest in the trust of the Lord, he always, look, think about your life and what he's already done. He always comes through. Every time, he always comes through. So rest in that. You want to offer, don't you? <laughs> That's from my heart, Bishop. I believe that. I felt That's from that. my heart. Uh, you had your hand up also. Uh, just kind of going for Rodney, just uh, a complete trust. Um, you know, it's good to trust, but then all of a sudden that trust can just waver over time. But, you know, there's a song that we say, I'm all in. And that's what I think about when I say complete trust. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, he, wants us, he wants us to learn who he is, what he's able to do through the uh, commandments and, and statutes, and show us the difference between him, between him, and what's out there in the world. All right, Elder Taylor. Yeah, you know, I can only speak for myself. Uh, it's not, I don't think in terms of, you know, do I trust him or not? Yes, I trust God, I serve God, I love God. But over the years, I've come to realize God doesn't always do what I want him to do. That's it. I can beg, I can pray, I can, I can cry. Yeah, all of that. And sometimes God, 
God just doesn't do what I want him to do. So this shouldn't cause me to distrust him. You know, uh, but I don't always know what God's will for me is. That's true. And so it's one of those things where, okay, I have to accept what the will of the Lord is for me, whatever that is. And, and that's a hard pill for, I, I ain't going to drag everybody in. That's a hard pill for me to swallow sometimes. So uh, most of us have been, we're just saying most of us, we have to learn that. Just like what you're saying, we identify. We know. You, you know, you, you're saying what we have experienced also. So we, we concur. Yes, sir. Say that again. Start over. Say that again. I had to learn, especially when I was, you know, coming up, that God is not a genie in a bottle. And, you know, no matter what I want, his will is what's best for me. It kind of reminds me how I used to beg my dad for candy all the time. You know, if you eat too much candy, it rinds your teeth. As a child, I don't know that. And so I would get upset when my dad would give me candy. But later on down the road, I realized that candy's not good for you. You know, just kind of according to God. So you giving up on candy? That's what Or what do you say? I'm just saying. <laughs> don't, don't, I know what you mean. We know what you mean. Who else is over here? Yes, sir. Brother Boris? He knows what's best for me, Pastor. I don't know what's best for me. I think I know. But when I come to him, he knows what's best for me, like my kids. I know what's best for them. They may not see it the way I, I do, but he knows what's best for me. In all my ways, I have to acknowledge him, and he will carry my path. That's right. Is it right now? What I found in, in our particular situation is when things go way bad, and you have to look and say, okay, Father, I know there's a plan. I trust you in the midst of all of this. And it just, it puts you in a different frame of mind. And sometimes I think things come not so much that we can prove him so that he will prove us in the situation and let us know and see where we are in him. And sometimes he does what he wants to do. Like I said, you know, I was able to say, I don't know what the plan is, but this I know 100% for sure. There's a plan. Whether we find it on this side of heaven or not, there's a plan. And we just have to trust that no matter what's coming up next, the Lord has already directed it. He's already foreseen it. He's already, and just rest in the Lord. Thank you for saying that. Now, we, we, we know what to say. But when we're in, the, in that test, we don't feel that way. You know, you get different words. You all sound good. Everybody, you sound real, real, real well. You're doing well. Good, good answer to the questions. But until we go through it, then we all fall apart. We, we actually don't believe what we're saying. We know what to say when we're in Bible class. In Bible class is one thing. When you're in society or at home or on your job or in another situation, when you are faced with the same thing, then we don't have this calmness in, in society. If, if, if we could confront our situations the way we are setting here, we know we, the thing about us is this it's hypocritical. 
We know what to say in church. The thing with a test and a trial, that's reality. That's real. And then we need to know with all the confidence that we can sit here and say it is when you at home or nobody's around and it seems like you're all by yourself and Satan is raging, do you need to have the confidence when nobody's around just like you have here? Just like you got other people with us and everybody said everybody's Bible is open, the pastor's there, and everybody is, and it sounds good and you all are sounding good and you're quoting the scripture. We have to get beyond quoting scripture. God wants us to live scripture. That's living him. But Jesus said, start doing what Jesus did. Praise the Lord. Y'all still with me? It's easy. We, we got that down. Next, what Jesus said, the scripture said, about, okay, we, we got that. We need to elevate and go from here to here to progress, to go on. I don't understand why we do not want somebody to tell us the truth. You get upset with truth. You should know the truth and the truth shall uh, what make you what? Set you free. Bishop Tyson said you should know the truth. And the truth shall make you mad. <laughs> so something about truth. Truth will set you free. I don't know about you, but I want to be free. So there's certain things when it comes to what we are experiencing and what we are going through. I just want to be free. I don't want to walk around bound. I, I know I can be free. We sing the song, I'm free. Okay, that's a song. And, Lord, somebody got right into the song. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a song, but the, I'm talking about the reality. You know, the word of God, this is the reality. You and I, this is the reality. Trust in the Lord and do good. Now, if you read that, if you trust in the Lord, that is good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily, thou shalt be fed. Verse 4, delight thyself also in the Lord. My Lord. Now we quote that scripture, but what, is, what in the world is that saying? Delight thyself in the Lord. Yea, rest in, rest thy delight on Yahweh. That's what the translation says. That he may give thee the request of your heart. Seek thou pleasure in Yahweh or Jehovah, and he will give thee thy heart's desire. So then why are we going through what we're going through? To get my heart's desire. So what should I do? Go to four. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Delight on your way that he may give thee the request of thy heart. Seek thy pleasure in Jehovah, and he will give thee thy heart's desire. Make Yahweh 
your only joy and he will give you what your heart desires. Is that what that is saying? Yeah, yeah. Sister Shannon, do you say about the same thing? Yes, <clears throat> Whoa, that's powerful. So you mean for me to get what I want, all I have to do is do what? How simple is that? Why is it so difficult for us? Oh, we got hands up. Sister Brianna? So with this particular verse, like sometimes we can use this as a genie in the bottle verse, like Jalen was saying. We're like, oh, if we just delight ourselves in God, he'll give us whatever we want. But that scripture is saying that sometimes like, we don't even know what the true desires of our heart is. Like our thoughts change from day to day, our our wants change from day to day. You know, we're so back and forth. But when we're tuned in with God, like he knows the true desires of our heart. Like what's really going to be what's best for us, what we are really going to enjoy in the long run. Like just a transparent example, because I, I was studying this verse, um, and I remember back before I got married, there is this certain person, and I, that was the desire of my heart. Like I wanted to be with this person. And I remember the Lord didn't allow that relationship. Like he directly told me no. Like the person had the Holy Ghost and everything, but he told me like no. And looking back, you know, then he allowed me to get married to our mind, and that was like he was truly the desire of my heart. I didn't know that, but God saw beyond what I saw. And so, like I said, we can't take this verse as like a genie in the bottle verse because I think we we do that a lot with this one. I know that I have in the past at least. All right. So what you're saying. When you and Oman got married, that was God's desire for you. So, so don't pay no attention. What you said was very good. Sometimes pastors kind of get over it. I have to come back sometimes. Just leave it alone. You did real good. Hey Amen. He's back here grinning. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, grandson. He would give you the desire. And you didn't know you wanted him. Like the person that I thought I wanted, like looking at their life now, it's a hot mess, and I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so grateful. <laughs> These young people, a hot mess. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I kind of think, what it means. So that person is a hot mess. They are, and I'm so grateful that the Lord did not do that. <laughs> the Lord did. Well, thank God He didn't give you a hot mess. I, I'm glad also. Amen. Amen. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that he didn't allow you to marry a hot mess. Amen. Elder Taylor, you had your hand up. Yeah, um, I used to really wrestle with this scripture. Um, you know, delight thyself also in the Lord. And I think we need to take some time to really think about what that first part right. that verse means. Um, some of the desires of our heart are not right. So if, if, I, if the desire of my heart is something I'm not supposed to have, then I'm supposed to look at this scripture and say, okay, I'm enlighten myself in the Lord, and he's going to give me this thing I'm not supposed to have. But rather, in, in deeper scrutiny of the scripture, if I truly delight myself in the Lord, then there are some things about my heart that changes. My desires change. 
uh, I don't place as much importance on certain things as before because my delight is in the Lord. Because my delight is in the Lord, I realize that this thing that I'm desiring is displeasing to the Lord. So now I don't even desire this anymore. Now I start desiring more pure and wholesome and righteous things. And, and when your heart comes into alignment with his will, then he'll give you the desires of your heart. That's excellent, sir. Good. That's very good. Amen. Come on, that was better than that. I mean, he's, he's telling us how to be blessed. You know, he's actually telling us, and we know that. We hear it all the time. There's one thing I can say about this assembly, if it's not me. Basically, nine out of ten, God has blessed this assembly with good, wholesome ministers. Even if they're young, they're saying something. You're just listening, not criticizing them. They come along and they're doing a tremendous job. And especially the elders and the older ones. This, this church has tremendous ministries. That's why there are times when I have to do something. When I went to California, I, I didn't think one time, you know, other than, yes, certainly you think about the church, but I knew the church was in good hands. God and, and, and the, the elders and the, the different ministers that was here. I knew that. You know, I knew we had a tremendous board. I, I, I wonder what's going on. They, it's, we have a mature board. They know what to do. They know how to pray and seek God and all this, and they know how to call me if, if it's a problem. Amen. I appreciate that. That they, they know what to do. I anticipate God blowing the roof off of this church. Not the literal roof, but whatever we've been going through, I know how, hey, I'm, I know how God has been dealing with me over and over. It even takes my sleep. It's the same, come on, it's the same thought. All the time. So I'm just asking God to say, well, Lord, I want to know well, when is this, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? I so anticipate God doing what God can do. I don't know about you. Aren't you ready for God to do what he does? I am so ready for God to do that. Delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desire of thine heart. Is that what it said? Huh? I think somebody was listening. Desires, plural, not singular. You got your desire and that's it. No, 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 no. He's going to give it. That's something that's powerful. Delight thyself. Hold on. Delight, delight, delight. Rest thyself in the Lord. Seek thy pleasure in Jehovah. Make your way your only joy. He tells you when it comes to God, be selfish. It's your only joy. You know, when, when you have it like that, your satisfaction, what in the world, Sister, Sister Joy, but you put the word joy up there. Um, he will give you the desires of your heart. And so what God wants us to do is fall in love with him and trust him and believe him. <clears throat> Too many times we're distracted and we're concerned about other things. God is saying <laughs> she, 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 she's going to get it. We, we, we'll get it. We'll, 
we're going to go back to it. He will give you the desire. Isn't that something? Yes. Of your heart. We stop and you think about that. I wonder what's in our hearts. If, 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 if we have the right desire and it's in the will of God, God will do it for you. Yes, sir. Just before you say anything, thank you. I, I didn't know who you were. Who are you? Oh, well, praise and welcome to Agape. Thank you for uh, One thing that I've been feeling my spirit for this whole service is uh, the opposite of delighting ourselves in the Lord is fear. We're afraid of what Jesus can do when we can put our complete trust and faith in him. Uh, in 1 John 4, I was looking for his verse. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We cannot have our faith and full confidence in Jesus if we are afraid of what can happen if he fails. We know he won't fail, but we don't believe that. Then we don't know that then. I know what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying, but just this is what you just said. If we actually know that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna believe God. Now, what's your name again? Jamon. Jamon? Jamon. Jamon, all right. Now, if, if it's possible, I would like for you to move over in this section with the rest of us. Can, can you come over here? We, we're good people. We'll do you good. Yeah. Amen. I see somebody over here. You have somebody over there? Haven baby or something? Huh? Okay, well, come over in this section. Amen. So I'm going to be all over the place. Amen. God has given us a recipe to be blessed. I'm excited. A feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Joy. How many of us, now don't do it just to do it. I raise my hand. Most of the time, we don't feel like this, do we? Be honest. I didn't say we never, but most of the time, we don't feel this and we don't go through this. Is that true? Why not? Stop, don't answer that. My good, I, I, listen, if I have any type of problem, I just go to the brother and sister Donaldson. They got, they got it. She looked at him like, you got it, uh, honey, nah. I hear that, honey. So one of them, I don't know which one of them, she probably won't convince him, I don't know. What is joy? Joy is, is happiness, but it's also joy is a gift of the fruit of the spirit too. And to have true joy in Christ. Like you also saying, um, how that we should uh, delight ourselves in the Lord. But to it, and as Elder Taylor was saying, our hearts, our heart condition has to be right. Mm -hmm. to, in order to delight yourself in the Lord, we have to go to that first love, that very first 
time that he stepped down in our soul. I, uh, I mean, many times we aren't there at that point of joy. We have to keep that kindled to be able to experience the true joy, the spiritual joy. That's very good. Now, she, she's agreeing with him because what you didn't see, she was standing on this. In other words, you did good. Now, I, I can hear when she going, honey, you did good. And I can hear the response, I know it. <laughs> yes, ma'am. When you were asking the questions, I thought about the scripture that said, and you know, this is a part of the growth process, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. And it, it is um, something that we have to allow the Lord to work in us daily so that we can have that joy because to have joy in the midst of sorrow, to have joy in the midst of uncomfortable tests and trials, that comes from God. Only he can give us that joy and we have to receive it and we have to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to still praise you, I'm going to still bless you because in spite of what I'm going through, it's, it's going to work for my good. You, you did something um, that before you said it, I was thinking it. <clears throat> you said that comes from God. Um, God gives us what we need, and a lot of times we don't believe it or we don't use it. Mm -hmm. I, you know what? I'm gonna, I, I know how the God is doing with me. Too many times, and I want to ask this congregation. Why are we the way that we are? How many believe God will hurt you? What's the, what's the difference? How many believe God loves you? How many believe God blesses us? How many believe that God will open doors? How many believe God will make ways? How many believe that God will provide? How many believe that God will answer prayer? How many believe that God will protect us? What's the problem? I'm so serious. What's the problem? You all like basically your hand went up for everything. What is it about? I don't I don't know. So, sometimes you have to revert back or relate to the past to cause people to see the present, to give us a sure future. Yes, sir. Well, you ask all those questions, you know, how many believe that God will provide, you open doors and make ways. You know, much like their parents, you believe they're going to provide you food, they're going to provide you shelter, they're going to provide you clothing, but you also know that they will provide you a whooping. <laughs> and we don't want that whooping. You, you asked the question earlier, you said, how many believe God will hurt you? Well, how many believe your parents will hurt you? Well, if you acted up, yeah, there's some hurt that's going to come as a result of your behavior. And I think, <laughs> I think sometimes we kind of know <laughs> we deserve a woman. <laughs> and he ain't he gonna laugh. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, there are times as a child I knew I deserved it, but I didn't want it. But as a parent, she was obligated to hand it out. And sometimes in our walk. But you also think for mercy when you know she should have and she didn't. <laughs> so you, you didn't get too much mercy? Is that what you said? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. No, I don't think so. I don't think I got mercy. I think they say he loves who he chases. She must have really loved Oh, she loved you. But look where you are. And look what you're doing. 
Because she loved you so much, she wanted to make sure that you would be here right now. A lot of things we don't understand. But listen, we, we need to know and understand God is so ready to use us to promote his church, the spirit of God. All of us say we have the Holy Ghost and yet we can't get along bickering, fussing. And, you know, read your Bible and it talks about all these different things. And yet it's easy for us to come and gather here and, and do this. If we really love God, there, there, it, it would be people in that section over there. There would be people in that section over there. It wouldn't be a big gaping hole right here. It's something about humanity and people. Until something goes wrong, I'm not going to come to God. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to see. But just as soon as something goes wrong, then here they come. I absolutely hate that. <clears throat> I'm, I'm serving God now. You know, I, I know how to serve God when things are, are bad or going wrong. I've learned how to serve God. All weather. Same. Not just, oh, it has to be sunny or springtime or fair weather or something like that. I know how to serve God in the winter and in the snow and in the blizzards and all that. I, I just serve God. <clears throat> I just made up in my mind, I'm serving God. You going through, it doesn't matter. Because in, in our situation and in, in this, in this, where we live, geographically, the seasons change. The same with us, it, it changed. And we thank God. It's not always winter time. It's not always struggling. In the slippery season. Sometimes, you know, you almost... We need to have mercy and compassion. I don't get it at times. We don't show enough mercy and compassion. But yet, if it's you, you want all the mercy and the forgiveness and compassion. If you've done something wrong, but for somebody else, I'm obligated to show mercy and compassion to somebody else. Even if they're wrong. What's that to me? He told Peter that. He said, what's that to you? Peter said, well, what about this man? What's that to you? Because John was busy loving him up. John's all in his bosom and everything. Peter, all Peter had to do was get in his bosom. But he was, well, what about this man? What's your problem, brother? I'm here. So many times people don't want you to love God the way you love God because they don't love God the way you love God. And then they get upset with you. They try to discourage you. Get in his bosom. Just get in his bosom and love him and tell him. And I heard people, he, you know, he's always talking about this. Listen, you don't know what that person has gone through with God and brought them from. Don't allow nobody to tell you how to praise your God or bless your God or give thanks unto your God. I love that the scripture says, I will bless the Lord at all times. I like that. And when you just think about that, have you ever just dissect that scripture? That means whatever this person was going through, it didn't change the way he, he come more shot, felt about God. I will bless the Lord at all times. We, 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 we are too, we, we fascinate. We, we, we just, we allow things to affect us all the time. Sometimes, you know, you know, it's sunny weather and then, well, you know, so I've been going through something. Everybody goes through something. Come on. You're serving the true and living God. You're serving one who never lost a battle, who cannot lose a battle. Someone has proved himself over and over and over and over, and you know it. God has shown me things. That I, listen, he called me to be a believer when I didn't believe. I said, look at this. How many times I said, look at this God. Now, who are you talking to? Look at this God. Sometimes by myself, I said, look at this God. And I thought, who, who are you talking to? Yeah, something you have to tell yourself. 
Lord, look at you. God, I already know I could do that. God just waits there if you just trust me. How many when, when your babies were just learning how to take that step, or y'all was cheating, you said, come on, baby. Come on. It's something in baby, if baby sees, baby get tired of crawling because everybody else around him is upright and walking around. And it's something in that baby to make him want to do this. So he does this, but he's told he pulls up. They start pulling up on stuff. So now he's learning how to stand on his legs. And, 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 and then he knows how to, he's still holding on something. I'm going to watch mine, and they're holding on to something. They're holding, they're holding on because they don't trust yet. They're emotional. Then there is something in them that says, I'm not going to hold on to nothing. Then sometimes they just stand there, just don't hold nothing. They just standing by themselves. You know what they're getting ready to do? Walk. They're getting ready to walk. Do you know God? 87 men, close to 90. Sickly woman. It's on a Saturday. I must go and pray for her. Probably 100 and something miles away, Kings Lake, Indiana. Go pray. So I called her brother and we got together. Um, before he even came along, his dad and, and Sister Pam Thomas, brother-in-law. And we went up there and this woman had cancer. We went up there because I'd gone up there with Elder Moley to support. He was teaching a Bible class up there. We went up there. So many times we want to see God do things, you don't get involved. Yes, sir. We went up there. I knew where the house was because sometimes he would go there. And I just called them and they were ready, ready to go. And I drove up there. And she said with this little, little voice, come oh, in. You can barely hear This woman is on the sofa, dying of cancer, thin and skinny. She's in Kings Lake, and then I don't know how far that is. Somebody got a phone or something to find out. It, it's, it, was, it was over 100 miles. I know it was, on, it was north of Kokomo. So it was probably a hundred and some miles, Kings Lake, Indiana. You see, God knew before we got there, but we had to be obedient to the Spirit. Anybody have the answer? What is it? It's a, a hundred seven miles. A hundred, I thought it was about a hundred, a hundred and seven miles. See, the during time that we in Indianapolis, everything is well. But God is concerned about this little woman, a hundred and seven some miles away. He tells me, and you know, he sent him out by two, so I was thinking, well, who could go with me? Brother Madison? Not his father. And, and Sister Pam Thomas, brother-in-law. And we went up there, and she said, the little weaver come in. And there she was. And she was just so, so glad to see us. And we said, we, we came to pray for you. She was, I'm not yash. That means before you pray, just to see you, God had to have sent you up here because I'm sick, I'm in pain. She said, I've been praying. I didn't know that. God knew that. Come on now. When God tells you to do something, don't question it. 
God tell you to pray for somebody, none of your business. Just, Father, in the name of Jesus, you know what they stand in need of. There's lots of days ago spirit. God has instruments. He wants to use us. And I call, and those brothers were ever ready. They were ready to go. And we went up there and prayed. We didn't make a whole lot of noise, wasn't stomping and carrying on. We just prayed in the name of Jesus. I got my shotgun still see her face. She said, it don't hurt no more. Oh, one of them said, well, how do you feel? I feel wonderful. Just, this happened to me. I'm telling you, somebody told me, no, 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 no. I witnessed this. She got her own self up. so much that cancer was eating. God stopped the cancer from eating her. Come on. I'll never forget that. I've seen God do the miraculous. And do you know there's more where that came from? Right. Do you know my shot? Do you know God wants to use you? You don't think that you are qualified. You're not. But when God decides to use you, yeah. now if you're doing everything you're big enough to do, God's not going to use you. You know why? Because there's somebody else he can use. God can keep on dealing with you and you keep on dressing. I have no pleasure with the soul that draws, but always drawing back and murmuring and complaining and doing things you don't have no business. God healed that woman in a moment. You should have seen the, the it was so radiant, her face. And she was by herself. Dying all by herself. Lonely. God called somebody in Indianapolis. I went down there just to be with help support Elder Mosley. He's teaching a Bible class. It was on a Saturday. And I said, well, go with me. Yeah, yeah, Minister Burke, we'll go. I called him, I said, so and so, get him too. And we went down there. Hiya. And I'm out. And God certainly didn't disappoint us. I'm so ready to anticipate. I, 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 don't, I can't put my hand on it. God about to blow the lid off. I'm telling you. All right, Jesus. And I want to I do. I want to be in the center of it. It's not me. So I don't even worry about it. You know, no, it's all about God. Please understand that. You want to see God move? First of all, you need to change your priorities all about God. I mean, before my very, our very eyes, that woman would all swizzle up and smile and just, you could see her cheekbone and jaw all suck in and all that. No, there was nobody there to help her, to feed her, or whatever. Yes, sir. And God told us, God cares for us. God loves us. If I got to bring, if I got to t tell you to go 100, did you say 113? 107. 107 miles, go see about one of mine. You get up. Well, two or three will gather together. He sent three of us. Two or three. He sent three of us. You should have seen the radiant smile that she had on her face. In. We came in there, she was lying on the sofa, full of cancer. And God 
healed her. Healed her, just, just healed her. God can do anything. And, and you all don't realize it. Watch and see. God's going to use you. You're going to do it. And some of you are not going to use it because some of you don't believe. I'm one of the many rich. I will believe. I, I will I will believe. I'll try it. God said, do so and so and so. I, I recognize the voice of God. I'll do it. I'm just so glad to see that woman get up and walk around. I said, look at God. I said, Lord, hey, you just hope, Lord, look at you. Yes. I'm a shot. Oh, that woman was happy. I guess she with all that pain wrecking her body and all that, you know, she had somebody in that little bit, Kings Lake, little bitty, bitty place. I mean, it seemed like the population about 30 or 10. So it was a little bitty place. Kings Lake, Indiana, up north. And I thank God. I thank God for that experience because it encourages me. Now, I anticipate, I'm looking for God to do some more things because when we left California, I, that's what reminded me. I said, Lord, here you go again. I want to be where God is. How many want to be used by God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch this. It takes a sacrifice. Yeah. You, can't, you can't do everything that everybody is doing and want to be used by God. You have to walk circumspectly. That's one of the most wonderful things to me when I see God. When God used me, it's not me. I'm not the healer. But when he used you as an instrument, to see the smile on that woman's face and she was all by herself, I'm so ready to get out there and work for God and praise and bless and magnify God. I'm grateful and I'm thankful and I'm appreciative unto God. And the Lord keep doing with me with this. I'm going to share this with you. I'm going to call on that. He said, there are others. And I just started smiling. I don't know exactly who I believe, but he haven't just pointed me, but you got to start doing some things. The scripture says, have faith in God. Speak it into existence. Have faith in God. Sister Stalin, you had your hand up. You know, as you were speaking about her, it reminded me of me. Hallelujah to God, how God spoke to you. I had been praying, like she said, I've been praying. Mm -hmm. I had been praying. Hallelujah. Thank you. I forgot and about that. How you had said that God spoke to you when you were sitting up there in the pulpit. Mm -hmm. Go see about Sister Star. That's right. Hallelujah. But I anticipated God when Sister Jessie called me. It was I began to talk to God and said, yeah, 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 yeah. But this is what I want you to do for me. Hallelujah. He knew how long I've been suffering and I was trusting and believing. I said, Lord, today. Every day I would say, Lord, today. It didn't get any better. Oh, come on. It didn't get any better. But I said, Lord, today. Hallelujah. But he spoke to you. Hallelujah. And you, along with Sister Jessie and Sister Sally and Deacon Jones, hallelujah, came. Hallelujah to my place. Thank you for reminding me. That was a, that was a Sunday night, wasn't it? Yes. I remember leaving out of here. Go pray for Sister Rain. I remember. Thank you. I, I need to write these things down. 
And you know what? Now you, I, see, God wanted to talk. My mind wasn't even there. Again, you've been a wonderful congregation. So many times people have to be packed out and all. It's all right. You know, we're two or three gathered together. So this is more than two or three. I just want the workers. It would be nice if it was four. But for some, any reason, people, well, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I feel like I'm beyond that. You know, we're two or three, this is more than two or three gathered together, touching and grin, I'll be in the midst. This is what I want. Would it be nice? Yes, it'd be nice if that was crowded, that was crowded, this section over here. But I've gotten beyond people for whatever reason. We look for excuses not to come. There are some people that basically they almost have to be dead not to come. Sometimes people say, stay at home, don't come. Some people just love the presence of the Lord and love you. It's like, you know, that's where the saints are. The saints are gathering. And when we come together, and I love to see God moving our midst. Don't you know God wants to move? And I miss it so much. There is a scripture. Where is the scripture? Help, help pass it out. Uh, there is a scripture somewhere. Is that Sister Donna over there? Is it? And she just keeps saying. Don't make me come over there now. Yeah. All right, that's better. You know, passing the thumb. I heard you, Daddy. Do you know God want to use us? He could do it without us. He could have did it without the apostles. He could have did it without the prophets. Old and New Testament. God shared that virtue with men. And look what they did through the power of God. Don't you know you can do the same thing? I can do all things through Christ. Isn't that something? Put the emphasis, I can do all things. You all don't believe you can do all things. Who strengthens me? He strengthens us so we can do all things. I'm excited about this ministry and what God is doing. People don't know it right now, but it's getting to a part, to a place where they're going to say, you know what? Those people over there on Georgetown, they, those people have got in touch with God. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about walking with God. I don't know about you, but I love being used by God. 
Amen? Amen. Amen. So you know what? Just be encouraged and keep praising and keep blessing God because God wants to use his people and I want to be one of those who yield to God to be used by God. Now I thought I would be further down the road, but I'll come back and check on this. Delight thyself. So that's what I want. Yes, rest thy self in Yahweh. Delight in the Lord. Seek thy pleasure in Jehovah and he will give thee thy heart's desire. Sometimes we just make them scriptures, but you just stop and you think about it. I know you can't say everything and I don't expect for you to say anything and I'm not trying to embarrass anybody, but something that you know you shouldn't say. But 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 I know you have some desires in your heart. You know, there's some things I talked to. I said, Lord, now I expect you to do. You said to ask. I said, I'm asking you. I said, I'm asking you to do such and such and such and such. And Lord began to say, Now didn't I do this for you? I didn't I do this for you? And didn't I do this for you? I'm almost spoiled. Because when I ask him, he does it. I said, look at this. I'm excited. And I'm just passing this on. You know, a lot of people say, I haven't seen that. You're looking at one man, this man, and God's not a respected person. You watch and see what God does. You know, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. If you have some affliction, if you're sick in your body or pain or something, I'm talking about God. I'm not talking about men. I'm not talking about a medical center. I'm not talking about doctors. I'm not talking about medicine. I'm talking about God, the creator. He said, ask, and it shall be given. That's all you need to know. Ask. I dare you to ask. I dare you to ask. And it shall, you know what's next? And it shall be given. If you ask, I'll give it to you. If you all don't take yours, I'll take it. I mean that. God bless you all. I'm through. Holy Ghost is coming. I'm excited about the true and living God. About this church, I'm excited about you all. I am. I, I'm. If if you only knew how I felt about this congregation, you know, it, this is fine. This is more than two or three, so I'm, I'm good. Some people I don't know with you. I'm not gonna be running for after people and chasing them down and all. People are just whatever. But when you when you have the faithful, as we we're talking about the faithful few. Where the few are many, with two or three. Notice what he deals with. He talking about the few, and he talking about two or three. That's not many. You know what God is saying? You don't take a whole lot to get to things of God. I don't know about you all, but sometimes you all need to get excited. Paul, watch this. Try this. Learn this. Practice it. He said, I think myself happy. You all need to learn how to think yourself happy. Happy. It don't come from nobody else. Learn how to. It comes from God. Learn how to think yourself happy. You going through something? Sorry, it's going to change. And if not, then God keeps me in the state that I'm in. I learn to be content in whatever state I'm in. Isn't that something? In whatever state that I'm in, I'm content. You don't realize the thought. Don't you know you can do the things of God? Come on, church. 
People waiting on us. You know why people go to the hospital? You know why the hospitals are so big? Have you noticed the hospitals are getting bigger and bigger and bigger? Because there's sickness and people going through things and they need to. Do you know people when they come in here? We can, that's so amazing to me, and I've seen it. That I can pray, or I can ask. He said, You can ask what you will, whatever that means. What does that mean? I'm going to let you go right after that. What, you heard that scripture before, and you can ask what you will? Is that scripture? Sister Joy, would you look at put that scripture? Is it up there? Yes, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask 
what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. The translation says, if you remain in union with me, and my words remain in you, you may ask whatever you please, and you shall have it. Don't believe it, dudes. I need to get back with that. I'm gonna, I got to keep that. I read it before, but it's standing out to me more. I need to go back and do that. Because all I got to do, the word of God is powerful. He said, I'll do this for you if you do this. So we need to just do that. Amen. Let us all stand. Father, I want you to, we thank you for the Bible class. We thank you for your word. We thank you for those that are here.